watching 31 films in October is a project in itself. Watching 31 films in October when you have a ton of other great films that release is Mm -hmm. hell on earth. And I didn't really think about this prior to starting my endeavor (laughs) here um, because this month was like riddled with Oscar contenders that just were Mm -hmm. just showing up left and right. And so the past couple weeks, I've been trying to chip away at those whilst also watching a horror movie every day. And so yeah. I, I'm sure I've watched like almost 40 movies this month. And, I, and I'm going to be honest, That's it wild. sucks. Like I don't remember half the <laughs> horror movies I'm watching. The important ones I do, one of the important ones is When Evil Lurks, which is a film that I had heard about not that long ago. I think it premiered, it might have been at Telluride or TIFF or one of those uh, film festivals. It's directed by mm-hmm. a guy named Damien Rugna who uh, did this film, Terrified, that I talked about I think last year. That was just really cool. I mean, it was stuff that I'd never seen before, like a new take on Possession. He's a Spanish filmmaker. And When Evil Lurks is very much like building off of the energy that Terrified had. It is this kind of folkloric demon possession film that takes place in this really remote town where these two brothers come across what they call uh, basically a possessed one, which is someone who has been taken over by a demon and... You might think, oh, Conjuring, Insidious, you know, mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House. Nah, this is a Spanish like folklore horrifying journey where these two guys are trying to essentially outrun this demon. And horror, I said this in my letterbox review, but horror has me by the throat because you never really know what you're going to get. And when you see something that you've never seen before, it yeah. really does something to you. And Damien Rugna in both Terrified and When Evil Lurks did that over and over and over to the point where I was like, this guy, is this like John Carpenter? Like, is this guy like the next Wes Craven <laughs> yeah. here? I don't I, I don't want to say these films are perfect, but When Evil Lurks is like one of the more unique possession tales I've ever seen with some hmm. incredibly upsetting imagery. The possessed person is basically in a way pregnant with the demon it is like this crazy body Hmm. horror just gnarly shit that is like if you're a sicko watch this movie it's it's (laughs) i was watching it in my bed and i was like man this is why i like halloween like this shit is this is so cool the practical effects work is amazing the the cinematography is next level too and he uses it to um really interesting effect with all this possession going on um this is one of the better horror films of the year. With in a year that didn't have too too many great wow. ones, yeah. But this is this is up there for me. Um, so when Evil Lurks, it's on Shutter right now. I didn't realize it was coming out. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see like Anatomy of a Fall on Friday. Nope. When Evil Lurks hit Shutter, and I'm like, we're watching this tonight. So there it is. Um, nice. Recommended. It. It's it's fucking gnarly. <laughs> nice. Do you watch like? How often are you watching these like by yourself versus with your roommate or anything like that? Oh, horror is almost explicitly by myself unless because there's not that many people that I know that want to watch these as frequently as sure. I do. And I'm like, that's fine. Turn the lights off. Turn the sound up. I'm, I'm in my room. Here it. we go. Let's get scared. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I have to address uh, the elephant in the room, mm. uh, which at at long, long last, I went and saw Oppenheimer. Yes. In a theater. And yes. In a theater. <laughs> not. Like an IMAX or not really even an impressive theater. It was one of the smaller <laughs> theaters I think I've ever been in. 
Um, I went to the absolute last screening at my local theater. Um, yeah. It was eight o'clock on a Wednesday and the next morning Killers of the Flower Moon came in uh, and, and bumped it <laughs> off the schedule. But um, this movie is, I mean, incredible. I don't think I'm going to say anything here that is uh, wildly unexpected. Killian Murphy's performance is next level. Like Unreal. that for me was really the anchor of the whole thing is like without him at the center of that. I won't say that the movie doesn't work, but it's not nearly as strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I do keep toying with this. I keep wanting to say Christopher Nolan at the top of his game, but I'm not 100% on that. Mm. I don't really, I can't really place what it is. I think he, there, there's a level to which he has his same kind of issue that he has in a lot of his movies where he, he gets too wrapped up in the momentum and yeah. can't let things sit. Um, yeah. To which I think I'm like, I feel like Interstellar and Oppenheimer on are on a very similar level. So I don't know if I want to say Oppenheimer is his greatest movie ever. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's top three at at, ver- at the very least. Um, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Incredible in this movie. Um, I think yeah. a shoe in for nominee, at least for best yeah. supporting actor. Um we were kind Easy. of texting the other day yeah. <laughs> about like what an insane category that's going to be this year. Um, but like, I mean, I'm spouting things about a movie that's been out for six months now, or three months now, you know? Uh, <laughs> so like, I, I think all of the, the conversation has been had around it, but I am glad I saw this in a the theater, not even necessarily because of the uh, screen size, but for the sound. Um, oh man, the there sound, are some the impacts in that that you feel, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an incredible movie. It's one of those I'm like, would it work on my home TV? I do not know. Right. Um, right. I really don't know. When you get down into the more nitty gritty stuff on it, I'm like, uh, hmm. um, love to see Josh Harnett. Um, Dude, so good, like. Like coming he out of nowhere, really, like and so like good. weirdly embodying the same thing that Josh Harnett has always embodied of like classic yeah. American, like good looking guy, but like somehow fits better in that time period. Um, yeah. And this age for him, too. I'm like, it, it just mm-hmm. it's so cool to watch his his career because like he's always worked in really great stuff. But he's never really the. He's always like kind of uh, flavoring the movie, and it's just yeah. Great. I f- and I, I feel I like he's he never great. got gotten credit for being like a really good actor. I know. You know. I feel like he he gets a lot of flack for just being like a pretty boy. But I think there's there's talent there. He's, he's really good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like it's across across the board. Like all of it is just you know. I mean, Emily Blunt's amazing. Yep. Like Florence Pugh. Casey Affleck took me out of it, but but um, a really great use of him but, in that movie. <laughs> yeah, a really great use of like, oh yeah, Casey Affleck is kind of terrifying. He's like a psycho. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird because there were a couple that made me go, oh yeah, look, it's like the Christopher Nolan calling in all his his usual folk, right? Um, you know when uh, David. Uh, 
Das Malchin there pops up. Yes, yes. Um, and Krumholtz is in there, and uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, Alden Alden El- Ehrenreich. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was great. I'm like he Remy Malik. Like my God, dude, Remy the cast Malick, is just yeah. goes is it's a crazy. laundry list. Yeah, it's it's, crazy. it's so cool. Um, I will say. Once you got outside of the name actors, I had a little bit of a hard time keeping track of who was who. Yeah, I think it the the movie presumed you knew these players a little bit yeah. more than it should have. Um, yeah, because I recognized people, but they were throwing names around when people weren't in the room. That I was like, I think I know who they're talking about. And there were so many that you're just like, I, was that the lawyer or was that the scientist yeah. or like what's going on here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Benny Safty. <laughs> yeah. Just like Josh Kenneth Peck, Brana. like Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Just, just coming in for like two minutes and like firing off some heaters. And I'm just like, I, I, yeah, I'm so glad you saw it in a theater too, because it is one of those movies. It's like, it's, it's literally made for a theater, whether you saw it in yeah. IMAX or not. Like it's, it's made to be there. And, um, yeah. Shout man, out Trinity to the test. one other asshole that was in the theater that sat yeah. there quietly through the whole thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And then in the last three minutes, stood up turned the flashlight on in his phone so he could look around and find his bag on the ground and like just shined a light in my face for the last like scene and then left (laughs) and i was like great awesome let's put a period on it that way there we go (laughs) jackass oh i hate people man people just make everything in a theater much worse He rolled in 10 minutes after it started, too. And I was just like, come on. You didn't. He didn't even care enough about Oppenheim. You know what? It is what it is. I have enough issues with people. It's fine. At, at theaters. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's OK. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm glad I'm I'm so glad you saw. I knew you were going to see it at some point. But again, seeing it all in a theater versus seeing it on your couch. I don't know. I really yeah. I don't know, man. It's different. Well, it's one of the like if I hadn't. Like, I have this whole thought of, like, I would see it in a theater eventually, but, like, I'd have to see this for the Oscars. Like, I'd have to. For sure. Like, it's on a timeline. Like, I have to see this before the Oscars so I can. You literally have to. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Another movie that I'm glad that I saw in a theater because I don't know. It would have taken me a long time to get to this if I just watched it on VOD. Um, I saw Anatomy of a Fall this past week. Which I didn't hmm. know it was playing, which I was like, okay, cool. It's just at AMC. I'm like, sick. <laughs> I guess go. I'll just check this out. Um, which is an adaptation of a book, I believe. This is directed by Justine Triet. Triet? Triet? She's French. I'm not sure. I have no idea. <laughs> but <laughs> um, And stars Sandra Huller and uh, is essentially like a courtroom drama slash investigative piece uh, about this family who's like the 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 father in the family dies one day and it appears that he might have fallen out of the window but there's a lot of factors that go into what happened did he get pushed was he suicidal all of these different things and it's a really long like two and a half hour long Mm. riveting court piece that is just like really it, it it takes all of the issues with the judicial system it's a lot like the staircase i don't know if you watched that um docu series so, uh, yeah. it's it's about how it doesn't matter if you did it or not it's about what you can prove to people and how you can make people think and it's a like an anxiety inducing film because you have no idea the whole time 
who to root for. And even in the end, I guess you're still not sure like what you're just sure of what happened in the court case, you know? And this was the Palm d'Or winner this year at Cannes uh, for that's, obvious reasons. That's what I thought, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like a tight, tight film um, that uses sound in a really interesting way. A lot like Oppenheimer, but different hmm. because there's uh, this void where the score should be that is just filled with conversations that almost feel like they're real. It's it it is a it is a true like you got to think about it a lot afterwards because it's also really slow but paced perfectly for this kind of subject matter. And I'm mm-hmm. really curious to see how this is going to do at the Oscars because it's yeah. more in line with what would get nominated way more than Parasite or Teton or any of the other past uh, Palm d'Or winners. Mm-hmm. But that might actually work against it because we've gotten everything everywhere and Nomad Land and all of these films that are like yeah. way out of left field. So I really liked Anatomy of a Fall. It's a little more down the middle than I think that I was expecting. But I mean, it's great. It, it is, is a French film. It is French. That's what I was going to say. So it, do you think it's it's a shoe in for uh, at least an international nomination? I feel like I heard that this wasn't France's pick. For the Oscars. So I don't think so. So I'm like, it's either kind of best picture or nothing at all. And I think that there's definitely a chance that this could get nominated for best picture. I just have no idea if it has legs at all. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, loved it. Thought Anatomy of a Fall was a really interesting, great theater watch. Nobody said a word. I was like, this is great. There's like 20 people in the theater. Everyone shut the hell up because you didn't know. No one's just (laughs) wandering into Anatomy of a Fall. So I'm like, you're here for the movie. You're walking into this. Yeah. This French cinema courtroom <laughs> drama. With yeah, it's two and a half hours. Yeah. So um, I'm sure it'll hit streaming at some point in the next couple uh, month, probably. But yeah, good stuff. Really good yeah. stuff. Um, This is interesting because we missed last week. So I have so many that I'm like, what am I going to talk about? I know. Um, I do want to mention the Meg do the of French. What an absurd, terrible movie. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Although I almost liked it better than the first one, um, just because it was so apeshit the whole time. It almost that, knew like, what it wanted to be better, yeah. It Yeah, it almost like at the very beginning was like, hey, we're going to do this one really fucking absurd thing right off the bat. Yeah. And like strap in from there. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I guess, sure. I, you know, yeah. great second screen movie. Um, oh, Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I also watched um, Black Klansman, um, which is here's a a whiplash moment for you. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This was on my ones I missed list. um, Mm -hmm. That was, you know, um, I want to say it was 2018 um, Oscar nominated. This was 2019 Oscars. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So it was up against Green Book. And I remember because. Spike Lee was fucking pissed that White Savior Green Book uh, took the whole thing. But um, right, right. I'm a big fan of Spike Lee. This movie is really good. Um, Yeah. This movie is a better fit for John David Washington. I know, like, we've talked about a couple of things in the past where we're like, this, I don't know why he, like, he doesn't feel right in this. You know, I think. Yeah. Tenet was the one, and um, what was the one you just saw? The Creator, right? Yeah, that I was like, mm, yeah. 
yeah in, in Amsterdam um, too that we were like hmm in Amsterdam yeah yeah, <laughs> Don't yeah. Know. that was like one of the ones that, so like I think he's a really good fit in this I I think yeah. he he plays a little bit better um yeah I would love to see more from him and Spike Lee um yeah. the only thing I'll say and I kind of said this with Oppenheimer but like this movie doesn't give its moments impact mm. there is without get, have you seen this movie Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So like without getting too deep into spoilers, Adam Driver is an undercover cop in this. And there is a scene where the white supremacists like discover that he's an undercover cop and there's just like no impact to it. Yeah. It just blows right by the moment. And like, I'm like, I don't feel stressed. I don't feel like anxious or upset or anything it's just like he's just been discovered and these guys are gonna try and kill him now but we're just blowing right by it that's the only thing like i i was so into it and i was so with it and it built and built and built and then in this like pivotal moment it just blows right by it i don't know Um, yeah i i do remember that from the pacing of being like hmm it seems like these moments they should he should be kind of like sitting with this for a second yeah so that you can understand Um, the impact yeah i mean it's 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 crazy um but like other than that moment which really just like kind of knocked it down for me like tight really good yeah like i didn't think i could get behind topher grace right again um (laughs) right it's like such a weird thing. I'm like, I feel like Topher Grace just needs to retire because I'm like, you're always just going to be Topher Grace to me. <laughs> um, but actually, like, pulled me in a little bit on that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so good on him. Um, I mean, and good before. Like, it's like Spike doesn't make bad movies. No. You know, but just uh, that one little thing. I was just like, yeah, this. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I think I need to rewatch the Black Klansman. I haven't seen it since 2018. Um, and that was the year I graduated college. So like, who knows what was going on? Like I have like, sure. everything was a whirlwind. So I think I definitely need to revisit that. Cause I remember thinking something similar at the time. Um, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, John David Washington and Adam driver have like great chemistry. They this, do. And it's know. when John David Washington can play off someone like he plays off of Pattinson in Tenet. Like he, you have, yeah. there's like a give and take there that I think is great. Cause he's got like good, like kind of goofy energy, honestly. And I'm like, that's yeah. cool. Like we can play, we can use that. Um, I don't have a lead in for this, but I went and saw the killer, <laughs> uh, ah. the new David Fincher movie. Um, starring Michael Fassbender. And I saw it at the Coolidge, which again, like if you can, anyone who's in the area, go to the Coolidge. Like there's the best vibes there, no matter what room you're in. Um, It's just, it's, we were in the smallest screening room with like 12 seats, 14 seats. And it was great. It was a great time. Everyone was there for Fincher. Everyone was talking about Fincher. As soon as the lights went off, Mm -hmm. not a peep. It was the, it's the perfect viewing. Um, The Killer is a lot like a movie I'm going to talk about in a minute where, it kind of brings you in as being like, well, it's a David Fincher movie about a hitman called the killer. Like I know what this is going to be like. And then it's not really what I was expecting specifically Mm. because it is a very slow, like almost like meditative film about Mm -hmm. in a borderline comedy 
about this guy, like a hitman who makes one wrong move and has to reckon with his choices. And it's almost about how shitty it would be to be a hitman because it's like fucking <laughs> boring most of the time. And like, you got to always have a different idea. Like there's all these things, all the tropes of like an assassin movie are here. Yeah. But they're not, they don't look cool. They don't look fun. They don't look like you want to be this guy. Whereas a lot of other films hmm. like this paint him to be like, he's so cool. He's such a, it's like, well, I mean, fight club. Well, exactly. It, it, literally, yeah. exactly. And it's it's Fincher going like, <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing, but he, like literally reckoning with his own career in mm. this film in such an interesting way. And I just thought it was great. I really thought it was great. Not what I was expecting, but obviously intensely well made as all Fincher movies are much smaller than I thought it was going to be. And mm. like really fucking funny, like to the point where I was like, you could maybe consider this a comedy, which is so weird to think about. Like there's weird. some really, really f hilarious beats in this movie. Um, and I'm like trying to think back through other Fincher movies and be like, is there a comedic like there are funny moments there? Yeah. But but this is like. The Fassbender character is almost a caricature, caricature, and he plays that super well. And everyone who comes to play for two minutes, Tilda Swinton's in this movie. Like everyone who's in there, Arliss Howard and uh, Charles Parnell is in there. Like it's just, it's just great. It's just a good movie, and I can't wait for more people to see it. It drops, I believe, on November tenth on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And um, coming up, yeah, it's coming up. So yeah, obviously it's a Fincher movie. I'm gonna recommend it. <laughs> you should watch it, but it's not exactly what you think it's going to be like, or at least the way that I thought it was going to be like. Oh yeah. I'm excited to see that. Well, that's like, yeah. High on my list. And that like almost makes me more excited yeah. for it. Not almost yeah. makes me more excited for it because like, I do love me some David Fincher, but like some of his darker stuff, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, good. I appreciate it. But like, right. Um, but that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. This, this is, not a tough watch at all <laughs> in a good way. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much of that is like literally just a marketing campaign to be like, we have to bring people in to see this. Yeah. You know, um, how much it's, of it is a panic move on uh, Netflix, panic, but like a, a hedging their bets move on Netflix's account. Yeah. It's definitely possible because Yeah. I was I was not shocked, but I was surprised in a great in a really great way. So and beautifully made, of course. But so I want to talk about a movie that I know you've seen. Ooh, that I watched the other day uh, called The Royal Hotel. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is just on VOD. Yeah, it was in theaters like last week. <laughs> yeah, like didn't you see it in theaters like last I did. week? Like I, I and I watch it on. Um, on Amazon, I guess. Yeah. And I was just like, this shouldn't be here right now. Right. Um, right. But it was one of those. It was enough of a setup to uh, to pull Jess in. Um, so we hit play. Um, nice. This movie is really good. I really, I really enjoy. This is a super vague comment. But I like, I really enjoy the filmmaking. Like the mood, the style, the pace. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is, is. Spot on. I think Kitty Green is a really talented director that I'm excited to see a lot more from. Yeah. 
I didn't feel a lot of tension in this movie. Interesting. And I was talking to Jess and Jess didn't really feel a lot of tension in this movie. And there like there is for sure. It's it's got these spooky moments, you know, and like, yeah, there's definitely the threat and like all that kind of stuff. Because I, I, I know like you're a big fan of this movie and like your yeah. letterbox review is very much about all the tension. So I was like, where is this mm. not hitting for me? Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I was talking to Jess and I think it's Julia Garner. Oh, because Julia Garner was in Ozarks. Yeah. As uh, this character called Ruth. Mm -hmm. And she looks almost identical, like same kind of like wardrobe, same kind of hairstyle, like kind of like same setup kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the character of Ruth from Ozarks would in no way at all be in any kind of danger through that entire movie. Okay. Interesting. So there's the scene with the ax and the car. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like Ruth's starting position. That's like what she'd do when she kicked you out of the bar kind of thing. She's like, no, no fucking around. Like, <laughs> yeah, doesn't give a shit. She will fucking scream at you. Like, you know, she will like, I mean, she kills people through that. Like it's, it's such a, like solid badass like incredible performance from her through all six seasons of that show i think it was six yeah 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 and like i i was looking i was think watching this movie and i'm like that's just ruth and ruth isn't in any danger from these guys she's gonna fucking chop their head off like yeah she's good yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like you know this guy's in the hallway she closes the door and if he comes through the door she's gonna, she's gonna like, kill him you know <laughs> kill him yeah so it's it's a really weird thing and i was trying to like if it was a different actress in that role yeah would it have been more suspenseful and i really do think it is and it's so bizarre because i'm just like it's just literally that one casting yeah that I won't say killed because I did really enjoy the movie, but like just took a yeah. whole level of it off for me, right. uh, which I guess is like my theme of this tuned in of like, you know, like great, except for this, except for this thing, thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm just, it's so weird. I feel like I've never brought that much baggage with a, with an actress into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And not even intentionally, just like I had to think about it afterwards and be like, it's yeah. Cause Ruth would whoop all of these dudes' asses. Right. That's so interesting. Because to me, having not watched Ozark, like I've seen maybe three episodes of it and I don't know yeah. who her character is. I was like, oh my... Like, because she brings this energy in the film that is mm -hmm. so nervous that I was like... Mm -hmm. Like, even the sequence where you know, they go off with the guy to the swimming hole. I was like, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. this is yeah. horrifying what you're doing right now. So a whole thing's just a bad situation. Bad choices, bad yeah. choices. But like the fact that they do it just like is more, it's like, it reads to me, it reads to me not as like these two girls making bad choices. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's like this one doesn't give a fuck because she's not going to get like, killed right. by this rando guy you know what i mean right like they're gonna be fine a, yeah it's so bizarre i'm oh, gonna like find wow. a youtube clip from ozark to send you yeah uh, please of, do like 
her being full on Ruth. Um, yeah. It's so weird. It's such a weird, such a weird turn. Yeah, but it know? makes it makes total sense. Like I saw your three stars. I was like, oh, I wonder what he rubbed up against on this. And that makes total sense because the movie is literally mounted on tension. Like that's what yeah. the movie is. Like from the very beginning, you're just like, what are people's intentions going into this? And if that's stripped away, because like Jessica Henwick's character, like she she doesn't feel tension, so it's different. But if you don't feel yeah. tension for uh, the other character, then then what yeah. are we doing? Well, that's it's just uh, a and vacation. like just, Jessica Henwick's <laughs> whole thing is is built around like elevating uh, Julia Garner's character, like elevating the anxiety around Julia Garner's character, right? You know, and being like the the antithesis of what she's doing and right. like yeah it just it's meant to feed into that anxiety and if you're just like yeah but she'll just like but she's good you know <laughs> yeah she'll just chop their heads off you know that takes everything um, away <laughs> so oh. i think it could have been i i was saying this to jess i think it could have been done with julia garner mm-hmm. but it like i needed a scene or two to pull me away like the the Ozarksness of her character need to be like addressed in the, yeah. the film. You know yeah. what I mean? Um Yeah. I needed like more this is gonna sound weird, but I needed more like vulnerability right. in scenes. You know. Right. Or more no, that makes total vulnerability, s- I guess. Yeah. No, that makes total, total sense. Oh, that's fascinating. That's crazy. Interesting. Because she hasn't been in that much stuff either, so it's just like... Yeah, well, and she was in that, like, Inventing Anna. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, if she had been in, like, dozens of different things, and it was like, well, okay, I don't... But all I know her from is Ozark. Yeah. And she looks almost the same, and it's just... There you go. Oh, my God. That's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Well, to piggyback off that, honestly, because this is something I ran up against in this next movie I'm going to talk about... Um, I saw Killers of the Flower Moon twice, and yes. one of the I was things wondering about if this you film, saw it twice. I did. I saw it in the Dolby, and then I saw it in IMAX, and both of them were good. I don't think you need to see it in IMAX, really. I mean, I think you should see it in mm. the theater, but I, you know, it is what it is. Um, this movie stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, and Robert De Niro. And takes place in the early 1900s. It's about the Osage Nation of people, indigenous people. And it's a story that I'd never heard about before at all. And it is told through the perspective of Leo, which is not really a spoiler, I guess, because it's like he's, he's, it's the, it's the movie's about him. Like that's what it is. And is about how, like, basically, because this land is rich with oil. And with oil comes money, and with money comes the white guys. It's about that. And this movie, like I said about The Killer, is literally like a retrospective on Scorsese doing this about his own career and about his own movies. Because I'll tell you straight up, the trailers are nothing like what the movie is like. I had a feeling, yeah. The movie is like after the first 15 minutes comes to a screeching, not a halt, but a like a really slow down. And then it mm-hmm. f- continues on that for three hours where you're just like, 
watching one of the most devastating things play out through the eyes of a total moron, which is Leo's character, and Mm -hmm. is just like, I couldn't believe it. Both times when the film ended, I was just like taken aback by how in tune with his own movies Marty is. Because yeah. he's talking about the gangster films. He's not only that, but he's talking about how people perceive gangster films and his own work and how they misinterpret his own work. And when you see the ending of this film, he literally comes out and addresses that. Like, it's crazy what happens. Hmm. Um and it's, you know, it's just this, it's like a, I don't even, it's like a masterwork. It literally is Martin Scorsese at the top of his game doing something that I've never seen him do before in a way that was beautiful, but also deeply upsetting in ways that like I didn't know I could feel um, about mm. people that I didn't even know existed necessarily. Like this tribe of people like I didn't know about and learning about them through this film was special and also just you leave going like we haven't done anything to make things better like we have done nothing as a country to make this better and all we've done is perpetrate these lies and this awfulness that comes with these people and i love that scorsese basically was like he didn't say this but i'm like listen all his movies his his classics are about dumb white guys and how the system that they live in allows them to get away with literal murder and it doesn't matter from taxi driver all the way to wolf of wall street it's about the same thing and there's no way you can misconstrue this film like people can oh jordan belford it's like i don't see how you could see him as a good guy there's no way you could see these people as anything other than pure evil and i thought that that was just I mean, it's an astonishing movie. It really is. And Lily Gladstone, like, I'd never seen her before, but mm-hmm. she acts De Niro mm-hmm. and and DiCaprio like under the table mm-hmm. while saying like a quarter of the lines that Leo does. It is like the craziest shit you've ever seen. Um, yeah. And everybody in it: Cara, Cara Jade Myers, Janae Collins, Tantu Cardinal, Jillian Dion, who are the uh, her sister, play her family. Most of them have never been in a movie before and they carried the screen with weight that I was like, oh my God, like Marty knows his actors and he knows what to get out of them. Um, Obviously, I loved this film. Like this is in my top three right now. Easy for the year. Like it is just, it's something that kind of needs to be seen to be be believed. And I know people have problems with it. There are problems with it. I think that, yeah, everything that Christopher Cote said, which he was the the consultant, the Osage consultant about how this film should have been told through the eyes of an Osage and by an Osage filmmaker Mm -hmm. is true. But then he says, listen, it's not for the Osage people. We know our story. It's for the world. And this is the way that the world is going to understand this stuff. And mm. I thought that was amazing. And so, yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon is just, I like, it rocked me both times. I'm just like, holy shit, dude. And I sat through seven hours of it in 24 hours. <laughs> That's um, incredible. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, it's nuts, um, man. Does it feel, do, how do, does it feel long? Oh, yeah. That's what, yeah. It, yeah. That's what I've heard a lot of people saying is like, you feel every minute of this three and a half hours. Yeah, I will say that's definitely purposeful. He definitely is like, yeah. you're going to fucking sit here and you're going to watch this play out and it's going to be painful. And I think it works beautifully. Um, De Niro, maybe the best he's been. It's crazy to say that, but mm. like, 
his performance is so scary in a really, really calm, gentle, awful way. Um, Leo is great, but he's the one that I was like, it's a little distracting because it's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio and he's like sure, front and center and really hamming it up. And you're like, it's Leo. Like I didn't, I never looked at him and was like, that's not Leo, which is kind of a problem. But you know, yeah, everyone else, I'm like, I'm all in, man. Everyone else. <laughs> Fraser's good. Lithgow is good. Plemons is good. Plemons. Like, you know, yeah. Everyone's great. Oh, I forgot great. about Brendan. I forgot Brendan Fraser was in this. That Everyone's great. Left my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Killers of Flower Moon. I could not recommend it more. It's not going to be for everybody, but boy, oh boy, was it for me. 